Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situation, angry drunk detectives, robotic detective with human qualities, crime scenes, supercars, cool fight scenes, and the amazing artwork of the Ish. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 168. The latest in crime-fighting technology. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Sparkin' Mong Review, some podcasts inventing reviews about connecting the answer narratives. I'm your host, Zahn, and with us once again is... Demona. Yes, you're back again. It's been quite some time. Yes, it has. But you've been doing other things as well. You've been taking photographs, and you've been really good with a lot of the, the other things of the podcast, and I know that you've been kind of on the B-roll with the editing, but, you know, you've been good with that, and you're now being a little more... A little more proactive with the podcast, especially since in three weeks, where are we going to be? In Somerset, New Jersey. Yes, we're going to have a lot of fun over there. I mean, where are we going to be? I mean, what, how many panels do we have going? Four, five, something like that. We got the two challenges and then the three. Yeah, so five. So we have five panels going on. Um, yeah, uh, you definitely have to check it out. Uh, Anime Next, Somerset, New Jersey at the Garden State Exhibit Center. We're going to be there. We'll be giving away a bunch of free stuff. I mean, besides the fact we got a lot of stuff from our friend Odie's uh, Kung Fu and Titties, a lot of that, we have a shitload of mangas. I mean, how many boxes do we have so far? It's like five? Several, yeah. I've got like six, I think. Yes, and to top it off, before anything else, before we can get into this, we have something awesome and new. Because last time we had some problems telling people, well, we have a new buzzer. So now we should have a lot more fun of me, us being just as evil with some of these people. <laughs> oh, we're going to have so much fun though, on that night. So our first, remember our first, if you want to be at the Insane Manga Challenge Adult Edition, that is going to be on Friday the 7th at 11 o'clock. And then our, our regular edition is going to be 2 o'clock the next day. Then after that, we have our post-apocalypse or apocalypse in manga. And then we have our Fan of Thieves in manga. And then on Sunday the 9th, we have our, what is it? Teaching in manga? The teaching in manga, or teachers in manga. Yes. And then we have... That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Now we just get to run around and gallivant and buy things in the dealer room. In a drunken state. Yes, in a drunken state, because <laughs> we are definitely getting drunk after after the North. Should we do it beforehand? I'm getting drunk every night, I think. That's good. That is a good way to do it. We're going to have fun. And even when they kick us out, we're like, I know I leave yet. <laughs> Fuck you. But um, I think we digress. Well, beforehand, I can't remember... You should check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com or on iTunes. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on all those other things. And you can email me at zanspirekin.com. You can email me at demona at spirekin.com. Yep, and we're on all these other wonderful social mediums. And we are going to be doing a bunch of other random things. And we're on a couple other podcasts, including uh, Alpha Counter, we're on AOAs, we're on, well, a bunch, which I can't remember right now because I'm going senile slowly. Oh, no. It's been, we're kind of going crazy because we have the deadline. We have to finish the panels and we're just completely just pushing and pushing and pushing. 
But again, we digress. Because I know you're not here to listen to me ramble on and on about panels and whatnot. I mean, we should because this is us promoting it. So we have people show up. We're not the only people in the room just staring at each other like, okay, what do you do now? Want to get Cards of Humanity? <laughs> I love that game. We should just do that. Do a panel just of us playing Guards Against Humanity. We totally should. We hmm. really should. Maybe can we do that? Can we do that? Do you have, do you have your deck? Because mine's somewhere here. I have to look for it. Hmm. Guys, email Night us. Ball. Email <laughs> us. That's that's the contingency bit. No one shows up. We should just be like, yeah, Cards Against Humanity. Or if there's a small group that shows up, that uh, then we do Cards Against Humanity instead. Yes, instead of it. If they if they if they're zoning out. Yeah. It's like ah, oh, we're losing them. Okay, who wants to play a game? <laughs> yeah, do that. But, uh, <coughs> okay. So, if you remember from the last episode of the Spire Kid Manga View, we, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. Wheel of Ma- it dictated us to be reviewing a manga, surprisingly, which came out back in 85. I was four years old when that came out. Well, technically three into four in the last month, but well, you were two? I was two. You were only two years old? Two years. Yes, and this is a cool series that's actually three volumes, and it's an action-adventure, drama, mecha, mystery, sci-fi, and it's based on a tokusatsu series. It's a live-action thing like Kamen Rider, like Spider-Man, the Japanese one, and what do you think when I showed you the trailer for the, the live-action? Oh my god. Very I Power Rangery, right? Minutes of my life that I will never get back. No, not the Italian <laughs> Spider-Man. I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about the other one. Even that one. That one was just... It, uh, no. so, so bizarre? I couldn't do it. I don't know. If they release I don't know it over... people watch this. I don't know how it goes into the next They were originally going to bring this over into America, and they're going to have an American old man and just the guy wearing the costume like they did with Power Rangers. I think everything that I have that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Power Rangers, it's like... Or, uh, yes, Power Rangers, that whole thing with... You know the fact about the Power Rangers that the Yellow Ranger wasn't a girl, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a guy. Mm-hmm. Originally, it was like, oh, we'll make it. Yeah, like, we'll make it a guy instead. No, but anyway, so it was that. And surprisingly, it was written by the guy we talked about last episode, Shotaro Ishinomori, the guy who made Common Rider, Kakaider, Cyborg 009, all these other famous tokusatsu series. And he's responsible for so much. This is one of those series he did that he was kind of like, yeah, I want to try something different. I've done the one where the guy gets persecuted and turned into a robot. I've done the one where the guy gets persecuted and turns into an evil vigilante obsessed crazy man wearing a mask. I've done the one about the, the, the group of people who escape from a faculty after they turn into robots and they end up running for their lives. And I've done the one about the robot who becomes a robot. I think I'm seeing a trend here. Yeah. That's the little bit. So this is, well, it's called Robot KG or Robot Detective. And it's not what you think it's about. It's not about a guy who becomes a robot. It's not about a guy who's like, hey, I'm going to get experimented on. No. It's about an old man named Shiba. And he's very pissed off. He is a very angry old man. It's because he gets called into work one day, and his boss, the higher detective, says, hey, listen, we're going to give you a promotion. But um, here's what's going to happen. We want to pair you up with our newest person who's going to be joining the group, He's a robot. He's like the ultimate crime lab. We've tested him for months, and we're going to pair him up with you. I don't know why they would categorize a person. Well, he's, he has personality, <laughs> and he talks, and he's got a mind of his own. It's just he's artificial intelligence. But they do this to this guy who's very, and they even say he's very, um, what was it? He follows his, his gut instead of believing in tech. He kind of reminded me um, of iRobot and Will Smith, where he's very, very against robots. 
you know, and he had like a personal grudge against him. That's what he kind of reminded me of. Like he just was all about got to go with your instinct and robots don't know anything kind of. Yeah. yeah, and he's just very pissed off about it. He doesn't want this. Even if he's getting a promotion, he's pissed off because the guy who talked to him, who told him this, was a friend of his who got promoted over him. He's like, are you just doing this to make me a fool? Yeah. And then they get sent up, and this robot's like, look, you don't have to agree with me being here. Just think of me as a magnifying glass that you use. I help you out. And then they get called to their first job, and at the first job, literally, he's like, I don't know. What, you got the tracks here, and you have this, and the robot within, what was it, three minutes figures it out? Within, yeah. He figures out that the guy who was injured actually murdered the girl, and it was very compelling. And there was another uh, party, too, involved. Yeah, and he's able to discover him quick, and it's a really cool scene. And first seeing this, Sheba's very, Oh no, stay away from me, you evil robot! Stay away from my family! And the fucked up part is that his boss tells him, Okay, you have to also provide lodging and accompaniment for your new partner. And when he goes home that night to see his two daughters... He tells him, don't fly him fucking in the house. And he has him sleep in the car, and it's snowing, and you just see, it, it, it's so sad. It's kind of like a, aww, because he's all alone in the car, and he's getting covered in fucking snow. Yep. And he's in there drinking and rambling on about, this is a bullshit, this little kid. Yeah, and he's all like, bring more sake, more sake, and it's just, uh, not something you want to see your dad be doing. Yeah. So he pretty much rambles on and on, and even at one point saying, it's just the fault that your mother died, why I'm like this. And it just gets more fucked up, and as he's rambling, he eventually admits that, okay, he's not a human, he's just some damn robot that they gave to me, and fuck him, I don't need him. And it's sad, I mean, you see him out there all alone in the car, just sitting there, because his boss had said you had to give him lodgings, and he just said, you can't come in the house, you stay out there. It's like, you're like not a dog a... that, you know, pooped on the rug or something like that. Like, you know, he's punishing him. And it's a shame because he's just, he actually does, the robot does actually care. and act, Well, in a weird way, kind of cares a little bit. He's just a little out there. And eventually over time, uh, as the series goes on, Shiba becomes more attached to K. We're going to call him K because it's, and, and K calls him Pops because everyone calls him Pops, which is kind of weird. He becomes more attached to him. And there's even some points when they become, like, friendly, even though he's so, at times, like, oh, you're a robot. No, 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 no. It's kind of like the, I'm kind of, no, 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 no. So that hesitant side of him. Yeah, but he's eventually becoming more and more, I give a shit. And then, at times, he's forgetting he's a robot. He's talking like a person. Yeah. There's a scene when, um, later on, when they solve a mystery, and one of the local cops who appears sees Kay's face, and, you know, he's blue. He's blue with metal marks, and he's like, what's wrong with his face? He's telling us, like, uh, he's from up north. He's from Yokohama, and what happened was he got a major accident. His face got all burned and messed up, and that's so that people aren't afraid of him. It's just a metal mask. He's perfectly fine. And then Kay's like, you didn't have to do that. You could just hold him. He's like, uh, don't worry about it. Forget it. Let's just drive. I hate driving in cars. He hates driving in cars. He hates flying. He hates trains. He hates everything. Yeah. Just a really fucking curmudgeonly old man. And also the other thing is Keiichi's wardrobe, or Keiichi's wardrobe is very, I don't know, 80s-tastic? Yeah, I'd say 80s-tastic. I mean, not all of it was bad. I think there was a couple of good ones. Yes, and also some of the designs for some of the other things are really cool. The fact that he has a laser gun. That is pretty badass. Yeah, that was actually one of the coolest things, I think, that fight sequence. Between him and the other robot who shows up. Because other robots do show up. There's robot dogs and robot birds. And there's a robot who shows up wearing a trench coat. Why? We don't know. But 
it's pretty badass. You see him like it's literally it shows Shitaro Ishinomori's art style because you see him like literally there's no dialogue, but you see him like jump up and it's great action scenes. You even see him shoot through through two different um whatchamacallits? Train trolley. Yep, things. two different train cars and literally you see the bullets right next to each other. And you, and you just see the next image you see that K's been shot in his arm. What's gonna happen to him? And then you see the bad guy. Shot square in the face. In the face. <laughs> and it's pretty badass. It's a pretty cool scene, and just it makes the so much compelling and so much more interesting. I think. It does, especially I think I lost my train of thought. But <laughs> it's okay. We've all lost our train of thought, especially when they're being shot at through by robots. <laughs> I'm sure that everybody would lose their train of thought. I wonder why the people who were driving see that. Do you think they said just the fuck was that? Like it was an everyday occurrence. Like oh. Two robots fighting. Carry on. Or is it just like when you're in a when you're in a subway car, you're literally like, I don't see anything. I don't see anything. That guy's masturbating in the corner. I don't see anything. That guy's taking a shit on the train. I don't see yeah, anything. Like tunnel vision's like, I'm not looking. Not, I, I know what's going on, but no, I'm not looking up. <laughs> oh god. Oh, speaking of which, did you see that picture in the newspaper about the guy who took a shit in the freaking the train? No, I did not. There's in the in the New York Post. There's a picture of a guy who took pictures with his cell phone of people on the train doing the weirdest things. There's a guy taking a shit on the train on the subway. Also, another guy, a tranny, sleeping on the floor. That's special. And he's wearing pretty bad stuff. Glad I wasn't there when they were taking the pictures. There are some <laughs> other super pictures, including just a guy puking on... Oh, goodness. I'm surprised there was a guy t- doing blow on a train. I mean, it's a, uh, makes me not want to ride trains no more. Yeah, right? <coughs> Unfortunately, but that's the best way to get to the city, though. The cheapest way. That is, that is very true. You know, I've ridden the train enough times going back and forth, especially during Comic-Con. That's how I usually travel. Yeah. It's cheaper than spending $90 for uh, tickets. This is true. This is very true. But we're digressing just a tad bit. Just a tiny bit. So, um, overall, what do you think about the art style? His, Ish, the Ishii's art style. I liked it. It wasn't too, what's the word, extravagant, but it wasn't too simple at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, he kind of kept it simple, but not at the same time. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I agree. It's it's very, it's very, you can tell it's him, because he does have the exaggerated noses at times. Like, some people have the pointy nose, some people have the bulbous nose. Clothing is, is not simple. It's not Mac Phil. It's actually drawn well. The mm-hmm. backgrounds look amazing, even though sometimes it's just something as simple as just you have a, a snow-covered city. It looks good. Exactly. Or the their very first scene with the, the park. Was yeah, the park yeah. Park? You know, it was very, you know, but you could tell who the characters were, even though it was from a distance. Yeah, it was very dynamic, too, because he also does his uh, layouts for the panels and the cells really well. Like, there's a scene when they're first driving up to one of, to a murder, and it shows a body part zooming in on them talking, then another body part in a different location zooms in on them, and it's done just so cool. Yes. I shouldn't be using cool so much, should I? It's a cool word. <laughs> it's a word meaning cool, yes. This is becoming like our and then. And then? And then? No, and then! And then, and then, and then. We're like that. But, okay. So, um, we talked about the art style. We talked about the characters. There's only two real characters that focus, unless you count the daughters. And the daughters literally just the same thing. Daddy, why won't you let the robot in the house? Get me more sake. And then, fine, let him in the frickin' house. Oh, wait, he left the house. Why isn't he here? I want to see my mother. 
Oh, oh! Wait, wait, what? That was kind of strange, robot having a mother. I'm betting that's the creator. We don't know much about Kay. We know a little bit, like they said, that he was dropped off at the at the police department, and they, they said, use him well. So we don't know what the deal is, but we'll learn over time. Yeah. But it's pretty intriguing, and it's got some great story art. And, um, well, we have a, well, I guess it's time for that rating, don't you think so? We should give our ratings. Now, for those who don't know, we have a five-point rating scale as opposed to other ones. We use five stars, ten stars, you know, two thumbs up and all that other stuff. And you see the buttons is his big thing, too, that buttons on the shirt. Yeah. That's something we didn't talk about is also the buttons on, on the character's shirts. It's, everyone has really big buttons. Like, what are you going to do, throw them at people? Or, Wah! Like, it's like a, a kid's shirt. You know how, like, when you're a kid, you know, and you have a really hard time with buttons or, like, shoelaces or something like that. It's like, oh, you know, let's make bigger buttons so that it's easier for yeah. so to put it on, so it's kind of like that. So maybe that's because I'm banging all Velcro shoes, too. It's like, <laughs> I mean, the old man makes sense because he's drunk. He's like, I can't tie. Like, when, you, when you're drunk, can you really tie your shoes? Not really, no. No, neither can I. But either way, so we have a five-point rating system. Instead of stars or, or, or numbers, we use phrases. Each one of these phrases deals about how we deal with the manga. Now... Some of you are joining us for the first time. We're just going to quickly go over the different ratings. Lowest rating is have a pierce, purify, and then we burn it and then piss on the ashes. Um, these mangas are just pretty much worthless, and we should avoid them at all costs. Our next lowest rating is one which has just it's a little bit of something good in it, not too much, and that's your typical reading material at your local correction field or your psychiatric institute. Then there's our middle of the ground, which is a gift from your crazy Aunt Muriel, okay but forgettable. There's our really good, except for one small thing, which is borrow from a friend and never return unless offered Pocky. Then there's our highest rating. Really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't buy this right now, your brain will dry out. No, your blood will dry out, your brain will freeze, and your soul will be forfeit to the great Zoma Gustav. <laughs> Hail the Palazzo. Uh, so, and these are the one of the ones you go, what are you doing right now? Go to the bookstore and buy this right fucking now. So, um, out of our five points, what would you give Robot KG? I'd say borrow from a friend and never return it. That's a good one. I mean, also because the fact this is never technically released over here, you can't really borrow, but you can find it in ways, which we don't speak sure. of. Or you can just go to and buy it in a raw, which I've done for some mangas, and you know, just try interpreting that way. Like, I, I look at the pretty pictures, and I make my own story. <laughs> this guy's pissed off because he stole his sandwich. Or you make up some other story, like, I'm, this is a romance between this guy and this guy, even though this guy doesn't give a shit about this guy. <laughs> I think making up your own story is actually a lot more fun. Yeah. That's why you watch things in Spanish, and you can just say, oh, she's pissed off because he's slept with a mother's goat or something. <laughs> Maria, por qué? But anyway, um, so I'm going to give this manga a... Yeah, I'm going to agree. I'm going to say borrow with a friend, because it's really good. It just sucks because you're never going to get it over here, and unfortunately, it's, it's three volumes that you can only find a third of it, I think. I think the first volume is all you're really finding right now. You can't watch a TV series, though, which you say is god-awful. I'm sorry. I, I like the manga, but uh, I, I can't stand the TV series. I, I just can't. can't it's because it. he looks like a weirdo. He does. We should cosplay as him. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what do you think we should cosplay as for Anime Next and New York Comic Con? Email us. Sansparkin.com. Sparkin.gmail.com. Uh, remember, we're on Facebook, Twitter, we're on all these other podcasts. Um, That's all we can really talk about about this manga. It's really cool. But I guess she gets that part you've all been waiting for. What am I talking about? It's time for that one. That only. The Wheel, the Wheel of, of Manga. manga.
Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga accepts those subs. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? It is a 10-slotted Wheel of Fortune. That's actually what these things are called, or Wheel of Chance, which have 10 slots on. What we're doing is we're going to attach a manga to each, assign a manga to each one of the different numbers. And what we're going to do is we're going to spin that one, that only the Wheel of Manga. We don't know it lands on. That's what we're reviewing in the next episode of the Sparkin Manga Review, episode 169. Yes, 169. No, we did that in episode 69. Oh. That was our Super Bowl Wow Wow. But uh, let's spin into reviewing in the next episode. Lexi. Number two. So, in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, you, my dear Demona, are going to be reading a clamp manga about a guy who's looking for the right button to turn on a girl. <laughs> what is it? Chobits. Cool. So, the next time you're on, you get to review Chobits. And let me spit and see what I'm reviewing in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review. Number three. Oh, huzzah! I get to read a manga about a true-life fairy tale. Well, it's a, actually a folk legend about a very famous blues singer. I'm talking about what? Me and the Devil Blues. So, that's going to be kind of fun. So, I guess that's it for this episode of the Spark and Manga Review. Um, do we forget anything else? Besides... Go to the go to Anime Nexus panel. Oh yes, completely forgot. Yes, uh, this is our first episode since our five year anniversary. We haven't even talked about that yet. Yeah, five years since we've been on. Hopefully another five years. We'll see what that is. We'll talk more about that another time. But I guess that's it for this episode because I know you have to head out soon. So with that in mind, farewell. I will see you guys next time. I'm your host Zan. This is Demona. Uh, we are Gonsville. Catch you next time. ロボット。ケイ。ケイ。ロボットケイジケイ。つかめ足取り。アリバイ崩せ。事件の星は闇夜に消えた。悪魔の歌を窓は歌い正しいものを踏みにじる叩け見破れロボットケイジロボットその名はケイケイロボットケイジケイ行くぞ追跡張り込み捜査事件だ掴め怪しい暗号地獄の魔人バードの使いこの世の平和乱す者怒れ戦え
ロボット刑事ロボットその名は刑事刑事ロボット刑事刑事